0: If for just one minute you think that the show is going to start right now, Right, welcome to episode 94 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. This week, I come to you with a very special guest host. Some may call him the man of many nicknames. Some might call him Georgie's dad. Some may call him Sonia's husband. Some may even call him the weekend warrior. Others may call him the headmaster. But I call him... His Royal Highness, Lord Andrew of Sussex. How are you today, sir?
1: Uh, I'm okay. Thank you very much. Yes, how are you? Doing good. How's that for an introduction? Yes. <laughs> I'm always overwhelmed by it.
0: <laughs> you, you, you're you, so, uh, you have that I don't want to be complimented mentality that we all kind of have. It's I always like to do it. It's with James. I always like to start complimenting him a lot. And he's always like, "Um, I think I'm having connection problems over yes. here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Indeed. Um, move on, sir. Move on. <laughs>
0: move on. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for, uh, I appreciate you coming on here to help during Matt's continued administrative leave. I do appreciate you taking the time. That's okay. Uh, as you are uh, all the way down under on the other side of the globe from me right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I know what some people might be thinking because they hear you on here with me immediately and they're thinking, oh boy, but the, got bad news for y'all. It's This is not a Somewhere Back in Time episode. But the good news is that you're about to receive another in the continued onslaught slash barrage of Iron Maiden stories that have been coming in. And this one is from an old school fan with a unique twist on the story. And I promise you this, that you will like it. Um, Now, last week, Andrew, you might have heard that my daughter, Sarah, reported that Bruce Dickinson had tested positive for COVID, and as of today, I haven't heard anything more. Have you heard anything more, Andrew, about any of it?
1: No, I have not, I'm afraid. No. Hopefully, no news is good news in that respect.
0: That's, yeah, that's kind of what you like to think. I mean, hopefully... Hopefully, no news is good news. I Mm -hmm. totally agree. I totally Mm -hmm. agree. Now, there has been a tiny bit of other news. Today is Saturday, so Mm -hmm. I believe that would make it about two days ago that Iron Maiden decided to release yet another song from Senjutsu, the forthcoming album, which has a release date of September 3rd, which, as we record, is only 13 days away from release of this episode, it should be what that'd be 12, 11, 10 days away from the release of the episode. Mm. Uh, the release day of this is August 24th. So I like to say 10 more shopping days before our Iron Maiden Christmas is here, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yes. Now more out more more versions of the album. Exactly. Now have you purchased, have you made an official purchase yet?
1: You know what? Um, I I had this sort of, I want to go, I want to, because uh, the last two or three albums I've had delivered, and I okay. I thought, uh, why don't I and George go down to the to the shop and actually go and buy it Ooh. in the in the way that we used to back in them, them good old days. Yes, um, but I didn't reckon on um, our um, um, benevolent Victorian government, which has decided to lock us down again. Oh, so boy. I don't think I'm going to be able to go to the shop on the third yeah. of September. Although the lockdown is supposed to end on the second of September, mm, all that's all putting expect- it close. We're all expecting it to be extended, so I think I am going to have to order it. And I'm I'm a bit disappointed because I quite like that to to have yeah. gone and actually picked it out and gone and bought it physically.
0: Yeah, that is really you're right. That is I, I have an old school mentality about my listening, but yeah, the the purchase. Cause I know I have to work that day and mm. my thing is what if I get off work too late and I yes. can't make it to a shop and then I have to wait another day. I just, I can't do that. Then mm. I'll have to do a digital copy, uh, copy, <laughs> a digital copy. Yes. Um. What I did I, yesterday, I finally, yesterday I went on, I just went on Amazon and I purchased the CD, the Digipack. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it was 18 American dollars total with, with tax and it's a double CD. And I, I looked at it. I, I did consider the uh, the box, not, not the fan club, not the fan club box, but the other yeah, one. I did yeah. consider that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, I think it was $124. And I just thought, I looked at what it came with and I just thought, I don't mm. really need that. Mm. I just don't. I'm a fan. I love Iron Maiden, but I'm here for the music and at my age, I mean, what, what's the point of having this big box thing because it's going to be something I go through probably once or twice and then it's going to sit there?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I think I'm going I'm, to – I'm planning on buying the vinyl and um, a, okay. a CD for George as well. Um, okay. probably, probably the book one. I think it's gonna okay. be similar to what was with Book of Souls. Um, yes. But um, I'd like to – I've got all the – albums on vinyl up until okay. no, no prayer for the dying when basically when changed over to vinyl, CDs yeah. and after that, I've got CDs. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of wanting to, um, fill up that hole in my collection of, of, of okay. vinyls. So I'm planning on buying, buying that. And of course a CD and that, but right. uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can justify the money of the, uh, on the, yeah. on the box. I will spend that on beer instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now there's other, the other new news is, well, no, I think I mentioned that the song Iron Maiden mm. put the song out Stratego. It came out a couple of days ago and maybe I know a lot of people have listened to it. Me personally, I have not listened to it. I will not listen to it until I have all the songs at my disposal. It's not a time issue. It's just a, if, if I got an email, okay, when I interviewed Blaze and they sent me a digital copy of his new album, and when they did that, mm-hmm. I listened to it. Now, yeah. if I had a digital copy of Senjutsu with all of the songs in front of me, I would I would easily listen to it because of course I want to hear the album the way it was meant to be, you know, song one, song two. So I don't want to hear song four right now and then song eight or whatever, whatever, um, Stratego is I. I've mm. I've had a lot of pressure. I say a lot of pressure. You know whatever whatever <laughs> pressure people chatting at you on Twitter is. Yes. But a certain amount of hey, I want to hear what Steve has to say, which you really don't want to hear what I have to say about it yet because it takes me a while to form an opinion. But I just I'll, I've seen a lot of people kind of make well, hey, everyone else is doing it kind of thing, and I'm just like y- you obviously. And there's no way they would, but you don't understand me if you feel like mm. just because everyone else is doing it, all of a sudden, Uncle Steve's going to do it. <laughs> yes. Because I I kind of, um, I kind of march to the beat of my own drum and I do what I want I, as best I can. And I just want it to be, even though in my mind I'm thinking I have to work that day, when am I going to physically get to sit and listen to this album from mm. start to finish with no interruptions? And it might be, late in the day. I don't know. Or I may have to wake up really, really, really early like you did today and listen to it that yeah. way as well, which I might be willing to do. So what yeah. about you? Have you heard uh Stratego yet?
1: I've heard it once, but, but, but you're having an influence on me and, um, and you're, you're banging on about not listening to the, uh, to the writing on the wall as, as I've started to come around to your way of thinking. Uh, All right. and, um, I, uh, I've listened to it once, but i I think I'm going to hold back and wait to hear it yeah. as you say in its place on the album. So yeah. I, well
0: I feel like you know the the days that you know and and I don't know let me ask you this do you feel like with an album like this with Iron Maiden putting a new album out in 2021 do you feel like they have it in a certain order for a certain reason, or this is just hey, we just threw all the songs in there. We don't really care what order you hear them in. What mm, do you think?
1: Yeah, well, it, uh, that I, mean, I, I remember listening to an interview with a, a musician. I can't remember who it was. This was years ago, um, right. and I think they were talking about you know you know um, shuffle play on Spotify or whatever it is, and there mm-hmm. was they were basically very very um. We put the album together, and we put the songs in a certain order. We, that's what mm-hmm. we plan, and that's how yeah. it should be listened to. <laughs> um, I agree. So, I'm I'm certain that a lot of thought goes into the ordering of songs on an album, and um, yeah. Uh, and so often, when you listen to a song, you're waiting for that the next song on the album to come on, even though it's uh-huh. you know you <laughs> you've got. It in a completely different playlist or something like that but um uh yeah i i think i think that's important as part of what uh has been worked on for the album that there must be a reason or uh, uh uh that the the songs are put in a particular order so yeah i'm looking forward to hearing it very very much indeed
0: yes I, I really struggle I, I have a hard time with with play not playlists but like putting stuff on a shuffle it's it'd almost be like just let's say you put on seventh son hmm. and you just say instead of listening to moonchild first I'm just gonna hit the shuffle button and I'm gonna this, listen uh, to all I'm gonna listen to all eight songs but who cares what order they're in I, it in just doesn't, work. Yes. No, it doesn't I, work I I, I struggle like you said you know as soon as as soon as moonchild ends I'm expecting to hear that little you know that little guitar thing on uh, Infinite Dreams. I'm not expecting to hear "Can I Play with Madness" or something.
1: <laughs> exactly, you know exactly. Yes, that's exactly so, right. Indeed. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Did you have you seen the um, um, the little? Uh, there's been an article about uh, reviewing the album. I think uh, floating around. <laughs> that I've, I had a glance through, but I, I felt that it was spoiling my. You know. Yes,
0: I, I saw that it existed. Yes, but I did not. I have a comment on that. Go ahead and finish yours.
1: <laughs> no, no, I just, I just, I, I started to read. It was, it was, it was one of those things, you know. I, I don't want to look, but I, I feel I mm-hmm. have to, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I didn't want. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't want the the impact of of hearing it to be yeah. like, spoiled in any way. If you see what I mean.
0: Yes, because this is what I said. I said, look, I want to form my own opinion about the songs. When I hear them, not when so and so at Ultimate Classic Rock hears it or yes. you know, whoever. And there's I know there's been an interview that came out, I believe it was with Bruce and Steve. I haven't read it or listened to it or whatever it, whatever whatever format there is. Same with Adrian. I haven't I don't want to I'm like, look, I realize these guys played on it, and there's a part of me that would just think, it doesn't hurt to hear it, but I don't want to hear anything about these songs. I want to just get the album, mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. and getting just a little bit of, I've seen random little comments from people on Twitter. I've really had to almost blind my eyes to it and blur my eyes to when I see things. Cause I'm just like, I've already saw what one person said and, Oh, well I don't want to really want to complain about this. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. yes. But, but then I also saw something that came up yesterday and it said, Here's a little interview with Bruce where he talks about a song from the new album called the time machine. And he kind of spoils something, something, something. I'm like, well then why would you want that? Yes. We literally have less than two weeks. Like, can you not wait just (laughs) two weeks to, to have, and I, and I get it because people want instant gratification. They want, you know, whereas used to go ahead. I
1: want it now. I want it
0: now. <laughs> yes. Well, when we were younger, at least when I was younger, and we're, we're, yes. we're real close to the same age, so I'm sure it was the same with you. Your mom would probably cook dinner. She didn't just mm. buy something and, and pop it in the microwave and it was ready in five minutes. You know, she might be in the kitchen for an hour exactly, or What's two hours microwave? or whatever. And you could smell mm. it cooking. You knew it was cooking. Yes. Mm-hmm. But – you just had to wait for it, and now we're so used to, or maybe like popping popcorn. Now you go to the grocery store, you buy a you buy a box that comes with twelve packages. You throw it in the microwave, and two minutes later, you have a full bag of popcorn. Whereas back in the day, mm-hmm. you bought a bag with popcorn kernels. Yes, you put it into a pot. I guess I've never popped it this way. You put it into a pot with a little bit of. Oil or grease or whatever. Oil.
1: Yeah, you shook yeah.
0: it around. And you yeah. shook it around, and then they start popping into the into this pot. And takes longer. It's probably better too. But mm. you know, this instant gratification, I would love. I mean, trust me. I was tempted yesterday, like the Stratego thing. I was really like, man, I maybe I could just listen to it once, just once. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to. I, I I want to. You know, I want to, but I don't. So, Andrew, do you know what time it is now?
1: Um, I believe it's time for a bit of audience participation.
0: <laughs> you got it right. You got it right. All right. Now
2: it's time for a little bit of audience participation.
0: So these are the people that have shared last week's episode. And funny enough, the, the two times I had Sarah on here, the list was incredibly long. <laughs> and now that I'm doing it, the list is in, is a lot shorter. So um, I will r- rumble us through that really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, first person shared last week's episode was uh, Jonathan Cormier in Quebec, Canada. Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. Rafa on Earth. Kirsty Prince. Who lives down under on the same continent you do in Perth?
1: Yes. Western Australia. Western Australia.
0: Now the next person, I wanna I'm gonna ask you for a little comment on this next person. The next person is let's see, what do I have written down here? Oh, the weekend warrior himself, Lord Andrew of Sussex. What what about him? What about uh, him?
1: I have no idea who that bloke is.
0: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that the guy that we got the report on who was dancing and prancing through the streets? Of, um, uh, <laughs> is deny, this that guy?
1: I deny everything.
0: <laughs> okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, next person that shared it was, uh, Steve Wright, who hosts the Potter Than Hell podcast, who also happens to be from Carbondale, Pennsylvania. And last but certainly not least is the Sassanac in Falkirk, Scotland, UK, our buddy Andy. So on behalf of me and Sarah and Andrew, thank you. Thank you. And I want to add this really quickly. I do have a Patreon account that if anyone would like to support the podcast, because I thought about this, I don't really ever talk about it. I just, it's occasionally. So, um, but I do have a Patreon account if you would like to support. It is patreon.com slash Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone, where if you go there, you'll receive little bits of extra audio my singing song reviews, and other random things from time to time. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter as well, which is where just about any interaction and reactions with me will happen. I do have a Facebook page you can follow and an Instagram page as well, but I really don't do much there except just share new episodes. So have at it as you will. Are you ready to rock? Well then, let's... God. Alright, welcome to episode 94 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone This week I have another Iron Maiden story for you You're probably thinking it's a smorgasbord coming And I can tell you what, it probably is So, on the line with me right now In Southern Maryland, I have Kevin Kevin, how are you, sir?
3: Doing very well, Steve
0: Awesome, awesome I appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on And you're sending your story in I appreciate all that
3: Oh, my pleasure Love
0: talking about metal <laughs> absolutely absolutely
3: Anytime.
0: and and obviously, you know we've been on the phone, you know anybody that's spoken to me knows that you don't get on the phone with uncle steve and and uh and scathe by with five minutes and then we start going unfortunately i'm I'm not disciplined enough to do that
3: um <laughs> he will keep you on the phone, but it's very pleasant
0: yeah man it's 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 fun it's, and that's one of the coolest things about having my podcast is I have so many people now that I get to just talk music with. And for years I never had that. And so it's, it's a lot of fun, man. Um, yeah. so obviously you sent me your story and I always tell, and, and you said to me in your story that you said, Hey, you know, when I thought about it, I thought I really don't have much of a story. And, and I tell, and I, I, I replied back and told you this and I tell everybody this, it doesn't matter what your story is. It's all interesting. If you go to an Iron Maiden concert, it doesn't matter if someone's been a fan of the band since the Soundhouse tape and they never left or if they just got into the band five years ago. They're all fun. It's all fun to talk, you know, because it's music and we love the music. So, Exactly. So yeah, we
3: all we all love Maiden.
0: Absolutely. That's 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 the draw here. We, we've been on the phone for 50 minutes and we've never spoken before and if if my wife was listening to this or somebody on the outside was monitoring this call they wouldn't know that we've never spoken before they'd be like oh well, I agree. these guys must have been friends you know it, and and that's
3: that's the amazing part of music it is love music it know? really is it, just, it brings people together immediately yeah
0: i mean whether the song is is about it or not Bruce always says that we're blood brothers, man. It's it's just how it goes. Yeah. It really works together well. So so speaking of Iron Maiden, let's get straight into this real quick. We're gonna go. I got like I told you, I've got a bunch of questions. And the very first question I have for you is When do you remember hearing Iron Maiden for the first time?
3: Well, the first I went when I I first learned of Maiden, or I thought I first learned of Maiden as a kid reading Hit Parader magazine, which I read every episode I could get off the newsstand. (laughs) As a kid, loved that, and and mostly, and the first thing that that drew me in was, of course, an interview with Ozzy. Sure. I went right to that, and every other word was a curse word, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And so, as a kid, you know, that blew me away. Uh, Right. In middle school, you know, I loved it. Anyway, so I, they when Peace of Mind was coming out, I guess they were running advertisements for it, and just the artwork, you know, the cover art. Yeah. And they had a pick, the pick of the band sitting around the table with the brain <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. And so, and I was already into metal, but I, but none of my friends, and I got into metal really through a couple older kids who hung out with us younger kids. sometime. we'd play baseball and whatever. Sure, sure. Did, just yeah. hang around. And uh, they were always playing metal, and that's what got me into it. Ozzy, Blizzard of Oz, I think was the first I ever heard, probably around eight or nine years old. Oh, man. Anyway, and that took my mind. And in, anything I could get a hold of, I would buy when I could scrape up the money. You
0: know? Oh, yeah. And,
3: but they never played any maiden. So the first maiden I heard really was when I saw the advertisement for Peace of Mind. I had to have it. And as soon as I got enough allowance or grass cutting money to buy it. <laughs> I went to the local Kmart and got peace of mind.
0: Here so we are. We're back, back at Kmart. Kmart.
3: <laughs> back to Kmart, yes. I knew you
0: <laughs> That's funny, man. That's I mean that's where I got my first uh that's my first cassette I ever got obviously was you know, I earned it at school, but the first one I ever purchased was at Kmart. So
3: Was at Kmart. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only place we had close. Yeah. Yeah. Where I lived, the closest mall was like 50 minutes away.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Same here. So,
3: I mean, we were really in the country. So yeah. Yeah, we had Kmart. We had K and only Kmart. And I think they had two or three copies of Peace of Mind. They did have it. Okay. You know, that was a huge release when they put that out. So, yeah, I grabbed that up immediately. Okay. And it just blew my mind.
0: Yeah, so you take it home. I mean, what are you thinking? You put it on. I mean, you hadn't heard it yet. You had only seen the artwork. So you take Doing it home. From
3: the artwork and reading about it in hit parader.
0: Okay, so you put it on at home. Yeah. What, what was your? What, I mean, you don't probably remember exactly, but how do you?
3: I played it nonstop.
0: <laughs>
3: just it just blew me away. It was so heavy yeah. and yet melodic, and Bruce's voice. Yeah, and when you're that age as a kid, it it was just it was just perfect. And it's still one of the most, to me the perfect metal albums of all time. It's just the combination of the melody and the subject matter and everything its just
0: it just so you were and so you said you were art you had already heard like Blizzard of Oz so you were already hearing you know hard rock music it was hard
3: rock and lots of black Sabbath okay
0: <laughs> yeah probably,
3: which probably. Mm, it's so hard to pick between maiden and Sabbath now as my favorite of all time. But yeah, okay, I was already listening to that kind of music.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, so you're already listening to that kind of stuff and you got peace of mind. What do you remember? Was there one song, like say you listened to the album and was there one song that just was like, this is the song. This is my favorite song off that album. Like back then.
3: Oh man. Um, where Eagles Dare, Flight of Icarus, those two in particular, the whole first side, it just, everything blew me away. But then I really loved to tame a land because I was reading Dune around the same time. Okay. I picked up on that immediately. I was huge into science fiction at that age. Okay. And uh, so, and, that, and that's another thing that just, to me made that album so perfect. You know, here they are singing about one of my favorite books, you know, it all tied in together.
0: (laughs) It's so, it's so funny when you think about it, Uh, it's a, you know, Maiden is a heavy metal band, you know, back or whatever, hard rock. And then they're singing songs like, I don't know if you've heard the story, you know, my, you know, my daughter, you know, was learning about, um, uh, and here comes my ignorance, but I guess it's Greek mythology or whatever, whatever Icarus was. And, Uh. You know, she learned about it in school, and one day I picked, you know, I picked her up that day, and we're driving around in the car or whatever, and we're listening. I'm, I've got Peace of Mind playing, and Flight of Icarus comes on, and my daughter goes, "Oh, I saw a video in school about that today," and I'm just thinking, how wow. how um, how often would you be able to say that? You know, that your kid, that's, you know, you know what I mean? The, this the, the things yeah. they're singing about. So that's really cool. That's really cool. Um,
3: uh, everything about it but probably where eagles dare you know just to kick it right off you know that was really my introduction that song from from that album and that just uh, blew my mind
0: yeah yeah
3: at that age cool yep.
0: that's cool so that was so that was an 83ish i guess right yes that was okay yeah you saw it in the magazine so that was the current album so uh the next album that came out was power slave and yes. at that point you've probably you know you've been a fan for a year whatever so you get do you remember getting yes. Power Slave?
3: Oh, that most memorable album I've ever got. Just the circumstances. Um that that year, and as we we were so in the country, we had nothing around us, other than the Kmart, which wasn't which wasn't close. That was probably fifteen minutes. Yeah. And we had, anyway, we had a movie rental place open up like five minutes from us in this little strip mall that had just been put up, little convenience store. And that was nice because we could start renting movies without driving half an hour to go rent one. Right. And they also sold, um, they sold some other things. They had, uh, and they had a big Emerson boom box, you know, the big hundred <laughs> watt boom boxes you could, you had to put up on your shoulder. They were so heavy to carry. Oh
0: man. Yeah. That's what the, I remember. And I was. had
3: my eye on that. Like it felt like for a year, but it probably was only a month or two, you know, at that age. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I kept telling my mother, she knew how much I loved music, how much I would love to have that. She knew I was lusting after that thing. Yeah. Anyway, so that Christmas of eighty-four. I had no idea it was coming. It was still the probably the best Christmas of my <laughs> of, <laughs> of my life, because it was just a total surprise. And there it was under the tree. That boom box that I was craving. You know, because I only had like an old real old stereo system from the seventies. I mean it didn't put out much wattage. Yeah. Right. But I was listening to everything on in like a little handheld. I did have a Sony Walkman. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. So I really didn't have anything to really play music. And there it was. And in my in the stocking was Power Slave by Iron Maiden. Yeah. And I knew I, I had an idea that was coming because she asked me what I wanted. And that's what I told her. One of the things I asked for so that was a that was an amazing Christmas morning. So I, you know, uh
0: so you got the boombox, you got the you got the big Emerson boombox.
3: The big boombox and Power Slave all on the same Christmas morning. I guess I was like 12 years old, you can imagine. So immediately went to my room and <laughs> Ace's Hive was blasting at about a 80 or 100 watts.
0: Exactly. So that
3: that was amazing. I
0: I miss having a boombox like that. You know, just I do. do. I I've I've wanted to. I've got a friend that that goes to thrift stores, and every now and then he'll post, "Oh, I bought this or that." And one recently, he posted this old school boombox that he bought, and I was like, "Man, I need to just start going to Goodwills and thrift stores and see if I can just find me an old school boombox because I loved it, man. I loved having one of those. It was just." It, it had,
3: the, had the dual cassette players, you know, which was, yeah, at, at, at that time amazing. You could make copies for your friends, yes, you
0: know? yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely.
3: So, that was an amazing, probably still my favorite Christmas of all time, just because it was such a shock that, that she got me that boom box,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
3: you know, which wasn't cheap at that time, you oh, know, yeah, she did that, but she knew how much I love music.
0: That's that's really cool, that's really cool. Yeah. Now I know you know I know we're about the same age, so really, really about the same age. But um, were you able to get to go and see the band
3: at all at that point in time? I never saw. I have never seen Iron Maiden. That's part of my oh, story. The tragedy okay. Of the story. Okay. Story. I've never seen them live.
0: Okay. Okay. You no, know, at
3: that age, I never got to any uh, concerts really. Okay. At that age.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Did you see or like did you keep up with the home videos at the time as far as like live after death, behind the iron curtain, anything like that?
3: Yeah, I saw um well I got live after death immediately. It sure. Yeah, yeah. No, at the time I don't think I saw much of that. They they put out something. I still have a VHS tape. Uh where they where it was mostly it was from a con- it was mostly from peace of mind. Okay. I don't know if you've seen that. Where Eagles Dare. It was concert footage from around that time.
0: Yeah, I don't uh, know. I,
3: it wasn't live after death.
0: Okay. I mm. I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I was, I'm one of these guys that, you know, some people have seen everything and they own everything. And honestly, to this day, I don't think... I've, there's a lot of the DVDs that I've never even seen that Iron Maiden has out of... Con, I don't even yeah. know... I was talking to Matt the other day. I don't even know if I've ever seen the full Live After Death concert on, on VHS or, you know, DVD or whatever. I don't think, I don't know if I've ever watched the whole thing. I just...
3: I, I've seen it in later years, you know, YouTube probably.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen some of it and I've listened to the whole thing who knows how many times, but
3: oh, yeah.
0: I just never... I, I don't really have... To me, It's music is a lot easier transportable nowadays. And so I don't have the time to really sit in front of a TV and stare at it for two hours and watch a concert. And I know a lot of people can do that. I just... I guess I have. I work a lot, and I do this a lot, and you know. And then you yeah. try to balance that out with the rest of everything going on in your life. <laughs> but
3: there's only so much time. No, I understand. No, I don't do that a whole lot either.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Watching the full concerts, no. I'd like just
0: to. I, yeah, I'd like to. I pick
3: up bits and pieces here and there, and yeah. then I've seen the whole thing, but not straight through.
0: Right, right, right. So, okay, so just following the timeline here, you know, live after death. Okay, well, well let's see. Live after death came out. You. You got? Did you see the video for Live After Death back then? No. Okay. 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 I
3: don't remember that. No, I don't think so. so, Just the
0: album. So you had the album, and at this point, you know, say of of Power uh, After Power Slave Live After Death comes out. At this point, have you went back and gotten Number of the Beast Killers?
3: Yes, and probably before even Power Slave. After I was into Peace of Mind, okay. and I started talking about Maiden, you know, to my friends. Yeah, um, they mentioned some of the older music, but I actually, uh, yeah, I picked up Number of the Beast at the same Kmart. Okay, I think I think they had one copy. They didn't <laughs> have a whole lot of, them. you know how it was. Oh I yeah, mean, you never knew what they were going to have. Right. Uh, and it was never many copies at the Kmart I went to. They had one number of the beast, yeah. I yeah. remember getting that, that was in between uh, peace of mind and power slave, and I loved it, you know. Sure, and played that for everybody, everybody else loved it too. All the other kids,
0: okay. So, here's so, here's the the quest the thing that I always think is interesting because I know what it was for me. What did you think the first time you listened to? Iron Maiden or Killers and heard a different voice. What did you think of Paul Diano? What did you think of the albums and his voice and everything?
3: Yeah, I mean, I immediately picked up that it was different. It had a more of a punk vibe, which I had read about too. I had read a lot about Maiden, mm-hmm. you know, and Hit Parader and Cream and what, wherever else. Yeah. Uh, I was prepared for how it was different. And I did notice when I, when I finally listened to him, I had heard one or two of those songs somewhere. You know how that is. Sure, sure. It really, it really it didn't have any impact on me before peace of mind, and I knew who they were. But I had heard some of it. Okay, I liked it right away. I did love it right away. Okay, okay.
0: so so his voice didn't do anything. It wasn't your vo- You didn't hear his voice and go, ooh.
3: Oh no, 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 no! I loved it right away and loved all the songs. Although Killers, and I've been in a lot of arguments, Uh-oh. is one of my lower rated albums overall.
0: Yeah. Okay.
3: I love it. I love all Maiden.
0: Yeah, yeah. At this point. Yeah.
3: But Killers would be one of my lower-rated albums. That's not a very popular opinion, but that would be my bottom five, maybe, four or five, even.
0: The way I look at it is, and and you see the stuff I, you know, you see the polls I do on Twitter, and a lot of times I post these polls, and people, like, I think I did one recently where I, named, I put four songs from the debut album, and I said, which of these songs do you like the least? And it's like, people come on there, and they're like... I just can't vote. You know, I love all of these songs so much. And then I'm, so I finally on, I think on the last one I did on that poll, I said, look, if you love Iron Maiden way more than all the rest of us do, then just don't, we don't, (laughs) I don't need to hear about it. I don't care if if you're so much of a fan that you can't even do a stupid fan vote. It's just a vote. (laughs) Like no one, a, no one knows what you're going to, no one knows what you vote anyway, unless you tell somebody. And it doesn't mean you hate the songs. It just means that, Okay, like if I was picking four songs from the first album, and those were the four I had to choose from, I only got to pick three of them. Which one would I leave off? It's as simple as right. that. Now, I was very disappointed, and still am that I was too that Strange World got, you know that I was too. But yes. but it doesn't mean people hate it. It's just, but I was like, wow, I would have thought my thought was it's either going to be Sanctuary or Sanctuary or um or Charlotte. Charlotte. That's yeah, yeah, I didn't think that I, I put strange world that's in is an afterthought but then i thought this is what i thought strange world is the most different sounding song of those it's it's slow the whole way through there's no build up it's not like remember tomorrow or something so i thought that's probably what happened but either
3: way yeah but that's why i love it that's what i can't understand oh the yeah
0: blues. oh i know
3: I love, I love the blues anyway and so yeah i yeah. love that song. always it's the first time i heard it
0: yeah those guitar solos in it man i mean Dude,
3: Dave Murray, my god.
0: You get, yeah. I get lost when I put those things on. I just close my eyes and I'm just like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm, all, you know, no pun intended or pun intended. I'm in a new, strange world at that You're point. You're in you a know?
3: new world, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I do the same thing.
0: Yeah. So Okay, so this is now you. You kind of mentioned this, so I'm going to ask you this. Um, well, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. So at this point in time, you you mentioned that you had some friends that were into Maiden before. So what was your scene like as far as friends that you had? Because for me, I didn't really have, I had very few friends that were into this music. So what was it like for you?
3: I had, no, I had a bunch of friends into the music, more into Ozzy and Sabbath okay, than ever into Maiden. Although I had one friend who came along a little later, okay, like high school years, moved into the neighborhood, and he was into everything metal. And he loved Maiden. Cool. And I remember listening to Maiden with him all the time, and Judas Priest, oh, that's cool. crew, yeah. you know, everything. So he was into all of it. Okay. Probably my probably my best friend though. He was more into Ozzy and Sabbath. Okay. And we just we just listened to them practically every day. That's you know? cool. Yeah, I always had. I couldn't get him into Maiden. It just didn't click. When it you know how
0: that is. Yeah, when it came to Maiden, really, when I think about it, I mean. I had a couple of friends that were into, you know, rock, like we were into Kiss together and you know, Metallica and stuff. But I I don't recall anybody else really loving Ma- Well, you know what? I had one friend that was into Maiden that went to the first show that I went to with me. And I had another guy that liked Maiden around the same time. But only I, one of them I wasn't around much and, and the other one moved away. And so I really, you know, kind of as I went up, it was just. People that like hard rock music, and I didn't really know anyone else that was really into Maiden like I was. So that's cool that you had some people like that. But um,
3: I, mean, I was definitely the biggest Maiden fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I was the only one who wore the Maiden shirts. You know, yeah. That time I probably probably two or three days I would have worn one every day to school if my mother hadn't stopped me. Probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
3: yeah, I, I was the biggest Maiden fan by far.
0: Okay, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, I, I can relate to that. So. So after Power Slave, after after Live, after Death, somewhere in time comes out. It's a change, kind of in the sound. Did did it bother you at all? What did you think when you heard that?
3: It didn't bother me any, actually. Um, and one of the, one of the kids, one of the older kids, um, that was his problem with it: the keyboards, the change in sound, the fact that they edit the guitar synth. Yeah. You know, so he hated it, and he actually tried to poison my mind when, <laughs> when I first listened to it. I was like. Yeah, I don't like this as much, you know. Sure. But it sort of poisoned my mind. But the more I listened to it, I loved it, you know. I'll, I just said, that that's his opinion, but I still yeah. love it. You know, it didn't bother me at all. I, I always
0: felt like with that is, you know, it starts out, it's got the, it's, it's just different sound, you know. But, man, once, you know, once you get past that intro part of of Caught Somewhere in Time, and then it kicks in. Da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Man, that's heavy. I mean, I don't... So, oh, yeah. I-, I meant to ask you this, too, because uh, I, I kind of wanted to do this as we went through each album. So, Power Slave, what's your favorite song on Power Slave?
3: Oh, it's got to be Rhyme.
0: Rhyme? You know. okay. It's
3: got to be Rhyme. And okay, Mara. okay. And probably the best closing song, although there's so many great candidates.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah,
3: okay. But it's got to it's be.
0: So, so, so somewhere in time didn't throw you off it, which is good. What, what, what do you prefer on that album? Would you have one, if you pick in one song to listen to, what are you going to,
3: you know, once I got into it, um, the loneliness of the long distance runner, I think I mentioned that to you. One of my all time favorite songs at this point. Ooh. Yeah. That's it. I loved it. So that's probably my favorite song. And that's sort of an unusual pick too. Most people don't say that. That's uh, true.
0: Is that your favorite? Is that your favorite song by iron maiden bar none?
3: Oh no. No. Okay, I okay. Would, you don't no.
0: to, you don't have to answer that question. You don't have to answer that, but I just uh I, when you said, but
3: it said it would be in the top 10.
0: Okay. Yeah. Musically, that's a really good song. Um when oh, when I, I love when I did the Somewhere in Time series, I don't know if you listened to that, uh the the episode on um the loneliness someone. of the long distance runner?
3: I listened to some of that one so far. Not
0: There's a really there's a really cool thing at the end of it that I did with someone who was a runner like we got into running talk and how it how the lyrics go along with you know how how it kind of stands yeah. up to that. And so, yeah,
3: I was I was I was track and field and did uh you know cross country running ah. right into college. So I was a runner too. Never never long marathons. I never did marathons. Yeah. But uh yes, I love running. So yeah, that was one of the things that drew me to it. Yeah, so and to me the just the way he sang it yeah. Even before I got into the lyrics, just the way he delivered it yeah. to me got across the pain and anguish of running yeah. long distance. Love it. One of his best performances ever.
0: So you felt like so you felt like lyrically that song did running justice?
3: Oh, definitely.
0: That's cool. That's really that to me, that's really neat to hear.
3: Lyrically and his delivery yeah. of, of the lyrics to me is just amazing yeah
0: that's cool and
3: that stood out even as a kid that was one of my favorites
0: cool that's cool man Stranger in a cool.
3: Strange Land love that song just is so melodic that's just that's a brilliant yeah brilliant song and Alexander the Great of course
0: of course yeah there's uh, that was my first new album you know that I whenever I was a fan and I got it that was the first one so for me it's it's a very it's a special album for me I like it you know I'm a big fan of that one too so, so oh I'll,
3: yeah what if it's your first album, yeah, that's always going to have a special place.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had, of course, I had, I heard Flight of Icarus first, and then I got, I got uh, Live After Death, so I, had, I was familiar enough with them by the time that came out, and I don't know if I had anything else before that came out because I'm thinking it was, I'm thinking I got Live After Death, you know, in the vicinity of not too terribly far away from somewhere in time coming out, so probably 86-ish, eighty six ish, eighty. It was eighty five yeah. or eighty six. I'm not sure which one. So,
3: I'm not sure. Eighty five, I think.
0: Yeah, eighty five. Live after death was eighty five, but I don't know if I got it in eighty five. So,
3: oh,
0: um, so in the like, say following, I, I like to follow the timeline of the band and then kind of go. So seventh sun comes out, and seventh sun happens while we are. I guess we're both probably in tenth grade. Yes. What What do you think when it, when seventh sun? What are you thinking when you get that one?
3: Oh, I still, I still was in the maiden at that point. Yo, I love Seventh Son.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So
3: uh, the evil That meant. Now, what I did notice, I thought they tried. Of course, they, they tried was somewhere in time to to get a couple commercial. Yeah. Hits, I thought.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and I heard that more with Seventh Son. Can I play with madness? Never one of my favorite songs. <laughs> yeah. I don't, same so here. They may have slipped just a notch for me. Okay. Seventh Son, not one of my favorites, but, uh, I still loved it. Well,
0: and, and you know, one of the things is they say that, uh, I'm trying to think of who I talked to. I think it was a guy named Sean. He was telling me that he went and saw the tour of Seventh seven. And he noticed that it wasn't sold out. I could be wrong if it was, I don't, I don't I could be mm-hmm. wrong on who has said that to me, but I never, I mean, I went and saw that was my first tour to get to see. And, I I didn't notice how many people were there at all. I, I mean, I thought, my memory is that it was sold out, but I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. But I just remember being blown away at the show. You know, just how awesome it was to see him live and the energy and everything. But, uh, so, okay, so you didn't see here. Uh, do you have, what's your, what would you say is your favorite song from Seventh Son of a Seventh Son?
3: Um, maybe The Prophecy.
0: The prophecy.
3: Only, only the good die young. Oh wow! Oh wow! I really like. Yeah, I like the the last few songs, and that's a trend, by the way, especially in with modern Maiden albums. Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 That's cool. I mean, we all like different stuff. That the prophecy is a surprise for me. That's to me, that's my least favorite on the album. But not that I yeah. hate it. But it's my least favorite on the album. I would say. Eh.
3: I love Moonchild. I've just yeah yeah that yeah. was the, yeah yeah that kicked off the
0: album yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah to me that's a, yeah I, them because they opened with that on that tour and for me God I mean that was incredible you know <laughs> the whole dun 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 and then they come out you know I am he the bornless one and that's when they come you know the explosion happens and then they're running they all run on stage and Bruce is you know singing it and you're yeah. just it was it was overload that was my that was only my second concert I'd ever been to in my life at that point and I was. You know, sixteen years old, just
3: oh yeah, you can't beat at that age. Yeah, you know? yeah. It makes me oh. wish we had
0: cell phones back then, so I could have recorded that. I, you know,
3: <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, Moonchild is a great opener to the album.
0: Yeah. Now, after Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, oh yeah, it's okay. It's okay. This happens. This this has happened with a lot of people. It happened with me. It was a little later on, but so you you kind of drifted away from uh from Maiden particularly and some other things. What was it? Was it, well, let me ask it this way. Were you still there when no prayer came out and you heard no prayer and you were like, or was it just, you drifted away before that? Cause you said, Oh,
3: I was drifting away. Yeah. Probably even before no prayer came out, just focusing on other bands and finding other bands rush, for example, which took over my life for, (laughs) <laughs> and Rush was the first band I saw in concert, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, they sort of took over and a lot more progressive rock and then blues at the same time, getting into older blues. Okay. So I was already sort of moving away. Okay. And what I heard from No Prayer, you know, like I remember hearing uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just, it didn't excite me enough, you know, to pull me back in. So. Oh,
0: sure. Sure. That's understandable. That's understandable. That-
3: when I drifted away, and the tragedy is how long it took me to come back.
0: Now, we will get to that. We will get to that here in a minute. So, now, I want to ask you one other question, um, to uh, an, uh, an off-maiden question, but, so we're up to 88-ish. Now, you also told me that you were a big fan of the band Wasp back in the 80s, right?
3: I was a big fan, yeah, mostly of the first album. Okay. But Wasp was one of the, one of the bands I always played for a long time, yeah. Yes. Around that time when it came out.
0: Yep. And I know you told me that you listened to the episode I did about the Wasp album. And I honestly, it's been so long, I don't remember really what I said. But for me, that Wasp album, to me, still stands up today. Like, if I play it today, there's... And I, you know, I know I know people could say this about, you know, oh, yeah, I hear Number of the Beast, and it just is so fresh. And there's not a lot of albums that I listen to that I think just sound fresh. I still love okay. them, and I think they're great, and they hold up, but... To me, when I when I turn on the first Wasp album and I want to be somebody comes in, it just sounds like
3: brilliant. It could have yeah. came
0: out, I don't know, a time period, but it just it sounds fresh, and it really takes me back because that was one of the very first albums that that just blew me away at that you know young age. I uh, just yeah,
3: well, no, that's why I love it. Yeah, he just his voice, everything about it blew me away. Yeah, that's one of the one of the tapes I got at Kmart too.
0: Yeah, I mean. I remember getting, his voice, to me, what what voice he has, and how he uses it, is such a testament to to using what you got. I mean, he's got a good voice, but the, the way just the way he yeah. uses what he has. I mean, I don't know, I don't know a way to articulate it because it's his it,
3: it, his voice is to me was just so raw. Yes, you know, it just it said metal when you heard his voice. That's what you would expect. Yeah metal voice to sound like just raw and emotional and dramatic. And yeah, he was,
0: Oh yeah. And you know, and he can sing ballads. Like even on the first album, sleeping in the fire is just incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible. I love it.
3: I love that. Uh, the torture never stops.
0: Uh, yeah. It's a, you know, I, I was, uh, all, yeah. my daughter goes back to school starting tomorrow. And last night I said, um I said to her, I said, uh, "What did I say?" I said, "Getting ready to go back to jail, huh?" And she's like, "Yeah." I go, and then I just went, "School days, I'm attending hell high." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just like, "That's all." Yep. That was my theme song when I was in school. You know, you know, my age is my crime.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: <Yeah. laughs> oh man. So you yeah. said you said that you went into progressive music. You went into bands like Rush. You went into blues music through and did uh did this go on for like i guess basically from then on that was just your musical direction or was there any other direction that you went let's say between that and the mid you know to 2015
3: 2016ish pretty much okay. i mean I, you know even got into uh, now what would be classic country even God oh, no. i don't know how much you hate country
0: I do. But I hate it a lot. Can, okay,
3: so, but, but I didn't say that. You can edit that part out. That's
0: okay. That's okay.
3: No, so, I mean I never. But I never left. First off, the metal that I grew up with, yeah, would always go back to that. Always played it throughout those years. Yeah. But all the '70s rock and progressive rock, uh, blues, and then even and into the '90s, some of the newer stuff. Tool. Always loved Tool. Okay. You know, they took my mind for a long time. So okay. yeah, pretty much right up to 2018, 2019, okay. that was my musical direction, and never went back to Maiden. I didn't have any friends who were into Maiden. Yeah. I have one good friend I've been to a lot of concerts with. He loved metal. Metallica is his favorite band.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Rush was mine, so he would go to a Rush concert with me. He really didn't love Rush. Sure. He liked them, and I really don't love Metallica. I you know I love the early albums from yeah. when we grew up the later stuff sort sure. of but I'd go to concerts with him to Metallica with him. Right. Uh, but he, he 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 didn't like Maiden so I didn't really didn't have anybody to uh, you know set me straight.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so between all these years you did you still were listening to metal as well yeah. as the bluesy stuff but and you were listening to Maiden all these years. You just were, you kind of. Ha- I I call it the, um, you know, no offense, but I call it kind of the. Sometimes I call it the fair weather fan mentality of, I, well, you know. But at the same time, it doesn't. We all like different things, and and if someone doesn't like what they did at a certain point, and they drop out, like okay, I don't know how familiar you are with the band Metal Church, but Metal Church has had multiple. Do what?
3: Yeah, not, not, I don't know a lot about them. I know who, I know who you're talking about. Yeah,
0: like they've had multiple singers and me personally, I didn't like the first singer. Not that he wasn't a decent singer. I don't, I don't know much about him because what I've listened to just doesn't do anything for me. Their right. second singer, I heard the the first single when they came out with with him and I loved it. And I love every album that he sang on and I don't know the, the guys after him. I've tried a little bit. I'm not interested. So I get it. We like what we like sometimes. And so if so, I don't think it makes anyone less of a fan because there's a fan, being a fan of music is being a fan of music. You you like what you like. You don't like. Some of us like it more passionately, like we were talking about a little earlier. You know, right. some, some people just like music and some people are head over heels, just nuts over music like we are. And so, okay. So you told me that, 2019, you had a chance run-in with a childhood friend.
3: That's right. So tell I me, tell there. me what happens there. He was the friend I told you about who moved in around high school. Okay. Around the ninth grade, who loved all metal. Yeah. He and he's always been a massive fan and still is. Yeah. And I knew he would be all through the years. I mean, he was he was crazy. He was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so we started talking about everything and old times and all the great times we had and listening to music together in the basement, you know, yeah, his basement or my parents' basement. When we used to, you know, play an air guitar and a whole bunch of us would, you know, just play air. I would play air bass or air drum.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah.
3: We bounced around the basement. <laughs> so we talked about old times. Yeah. And he asked me about Book of Souls. Okay. Um, Maybe he had, a, I'm trying to think now, did he have a shirt on? Mm-hmm. He may have. Anyhow, he brought. He asked me. Um, he no. He was telling me about seeing him. Yeah. You know, on the tour a few years prior, and what I thought of it. You know, that I must have loved it. <laughs> and I'm like, I like, well, well, <laughs> I don't think I've gotten to that one yet. You know, and then I asked probably the dumbest question of all: Is Bruce still in the band? That's how. Disconnected, I became from Maiden. Like I remember, I you know, I remember obviously when Bruce left. Yeah. Bruce and Adrian left, and I knew of Blaze Bailey at the time, and it just didn't do anything for me. Sure. I may have listened to one song. Yeah. And that's when I went away completely from Maiden. Yeah. And so I had, I probably had heard that Bruce came back. I honestly think I thought I heard that he left again or something. Okay. I don't know why I asked a, such a stupid question. That's,
0: it is, you know, I mean if you're not the, if you don't know, you don't know, way, so.
3: The way he looked at me, you know, like god, yes Bruce is in the band. He's been <laughs> back with the band for, you know, 20 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was telling me how amazing it was, a double album. He said you have to try it. You have to get back into him. Yeah. And that's when I told him. I said, I've just been lost from Maiden. Sure. You know. So yeah and so that put the idea in my head, but I didn't r- go back right away yeah. you know this was this was in the fall, and I remember it was right around Christmas time, and uh I was listening to somewhere in time, yeah, and i, I was loving it again, and it had been a while since I listened to it and that's that's when the thought occurred to me you know, go to Apple music and check something out, sure, you know it was Tommy Bruce had been back for twenty years, and so yeah. I went back and I just randomly picked Dance Dance of Death. Okay. Instead of Book of Souls. I'm not even sure why. Okay. Downloaded it and just blew my mind from the first note of Wildest Dreams. I was like, what have I done?
0: Uh, so okay. What
3: have I done?
0: It you blew know? it blew your mind. Okay, you listened to the whole album. What what about it particularly was was it that blew your mind?
3: Especially when, de- especially I think Dance of Death. Okay. Just the progressive elements of it, because that's what I had really been into the last, especially last five or six years. Right. And it's like, oh my God, you know, this is, first off, they sound amazing. Bruce sounded amazing, like just picked up yeah. right from Sun. Yeah. And then, and then, but the, the change, you know, the more progressive, progressive elements in the songs. You know, that's just the, the combination of those two things of the older maiden style combined with what they're doing now. just blew me away that I love Dance of Death and I probably played that for days. That's all I listened to.
0: That's really cool, because especially because you got into progressive stuff and then you listened to it and you heard, oh, wow, they're doing progressive like for me. I, I was out of Maiden. Um, I, I remember I remember getting uh, the X factor in 95, and I was in a different phase of life at that point, you know, and, and that happens too, you know, part of, because I think part of this is we get, we might get out of it a little bit, but part of it also is, you know, we, you just, you're, you're, you're an adult and you're going through, you know, whatever we go through, if it's college or if it's just working a full-time job, if it's getting married, you know, life can yep. get in the way. And um, so when I,
3: when I heard Bruce was gone at that point, I was out. Okay. Okay. I loved, I loved Bruce so much. That-
0: see for me, when, when they came, when Bruce came back, I I went to the show, I saw the brave new world concert, but I wasn't there to see brute or maiden. I was there to see Rob Halford because he was touring with oh. him and I really liked his new album and so I was there, but I don't really, and, and I I kick myself now because I wish I would have paid a lot of attention because I could have heard all of those songs from Brave New World live. But it it took me probably until, which album was it? It was either Nomad or For the Greater Good of God years later that I listened to. And it just really, because I think I heard a little bit of Dance of Death at one point and I just didn't, I didn't like different, um, not different world, uh, wildest dreams didn't hit me right. But I remember listening to at some point, listening to a matter of life and death. And I was like, I like this. This is, this is good. And, and it was still a little ways I, I started working my way. And, and then one day I, I think I just kind of did like you. And I was like, let me go back and start listening to some maiden. some uh, and, and, and so, so let me go back now. Uh, cause you, you get you get Dance of Death. You listen to it. You're you're just you're wearing it out. You start. Oh, uh, uh, yes. What was your favorite song from Dance of Death?
3: Oh, Passiondale. Pa- oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, one of my all time again. That's top five all time Maiden songs. Just and I, I knew what the subject matter was about. I didn't know all the details, but I had heard of Passiondale. Oh, yeah. I knew that World War One. And yeah, and and that's the thing. I was the, the first night I listened to it. It's this is this is the maiden I love yeah you know they would touch on things like in Dale. and it, like I said combined with the more progressive elements in the music blew me away yeah and, absolutely and I so I so regretted having you know and I just had no clue when Dance of Death came out I had no idea
0: me either <laughs> me either maiden
3: when I thought of Maiden, I thought of Power Slave and, and Peace of Mind and, uh, you know. Well, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, that's classic
3: stuff. Yeah. I had no idea Dance of Death even came out at the time. And what when was that, 2010? or
0: It was like, oh, two. Dance of Death was oh, two. Oh, no,
3: that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was early. Yeah. 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 You know, it, no-
0: it happens. I mean, the, the thing is, it's all, it's all, we each have our own journey. So, hey, I mean. Even if we regret, I mean, we all regret things we've done in life and we, you know, we wish we would have done things different sometimes. And hey, that's just one of those things. But, you know, you're here now, which is,
3: which that's is right. I made it back. You made the it back. Son. You know, the prodigal son has returned. The prodigal me. son.
0: There we go. There Especially. we go. <laughs> you, you entered this brave new world. So that's right. So speaking of brave new world, what did you think when you get back and you finally hear brave new world?
3: Oh, I loved it again. Straight off. I mean, everything right from the wicker man. And it actually, I I had heard The Wicker Man over the years at some point. Yeah. You know, I did recognize that one when I heard it. Okay. And I guess at the time, it just never occurred to me to look up, you know, what it was from. I don't recall yet, but I did know that song. Everything else was brand, completely brand new.
0: Yeah. yeah, And
3: loved it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an incredible, to me, that's an incredible, incredible, that's, I, I always tell people that I rank albums. You know, like a lot of people will say, "Oh, well, my favorite albums." They'll you you say, "Hey, name your top five albums," and it's always, you know, not always, but you know, it's like, "Oh, a Power Slave, a Peace of, of Mind, Number of the Beast," Love and I'm like, you know, my top two Maiden albums fall after 2000, <laughs> you know, and that. That kind, oh, wow. of, yeah, that shocks people. But it, it, you know, it's 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 just where I'm at. So, um, and it could always change. You know, th- those things are it's it's a living list, I guess. Uh.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
0: so, do you, what is your favorite song from that album?
3: Always subject to change. Um, sure. Hmm. Oh, the thin line between love and hate. Ooh, yeah. I don't know why I even hesitated. That's yeah, okay. Without, without question, that's my favorite.
0: That song is incredible. Every- I love it. I like. Oh. Such an incredible closer. Man, that's a good one. That is really good.
3: Yeah, like I said, that's the theme on the, on the Modern Maiden albums. Yeah.
0: The well, to me, yep. al- the album closes, if I remember right, it closes with Nomad, Out of the Silent Planet, and The Thin Line. And I'm just like, yes. that is, you know, a controversy with Nomad aside, that is an incredible three-song uh, little thing going yes. on there. Yes. So... Okay. But
3: uh, the, the thin line and Bruce, once again. Oh, I man. Mean, his performance in that incredible, is just, yeah, unreal.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, okay, so we mentioned Dance of Death already. So we'll just work our way through these next albums. So, okay, wait, so, okay, wait, never mind, never mind, never mind. A Matter of Life and Death is the next studio album after Dance of Death. What do you think when you hear A Matter of Life and Death?
3: Yeah, and that's the one I I got right after Dance of Death. Okay. Before Brave New World, I think I went up to a matter of, that's 2010.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's 06, 06.
3: That's the
0: one. Yeah, Final Frontier is 2010. The
3: Final Frontier. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, so I know I loved it, again, straight away. um, These Colors Don't Run, The Longest Day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then The Closers again.
0: Oh, man, you're right. Yeah, The
3: the last 3 just a benjamin Brieg, lord of light yeah just amazing yeah. at that point i was all the way back in
0: that's and uh, you know honestly and and you may have already heard me say it that is my favorite iron maiden album oh
3: okay no i, I, hadn't heard you I say think that. that is
0: the most cohesive from now power slave's pretty close cuz power slave's there's only to me power slave uh and is the only album from the 80s that is as cohesive. Everything sounds perfectly in place. You know, some, yeah. sometimes it feels like a song got not thrown in, but just, you know, whereas on Matter of Life and Death, it seems like everything was written for that album for that time and everything fits perfectly. The it the... does
3: flow is a perfect album. Yeah,
0: the theme of war, you know, in, in all different aspects of life that go through it. I mean, it really is a matter of life and death, and it really, oh, and 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 the lyrical content, you know, like someone was talking to me about that. They said they said Steve's lyrics in um, the Legacy are incredible, you know.
3: Oh God, yes,
0: so good, yeah. so good.
3: So and, and they did that; they performed that entire album. Oh,
0: I know that's
3: one of the huge regrets I have because that me I would have been all for that.
0: Me too, man. I I just oh, at this point definitely. want a video. I want a live. You know, a concert release—the same what that they've done with every yes. other album from the two thousands.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, everything. I would definitely set straight through that. Yeah. Oh,
0: I've, I've watched that's, it. That's it it's on YouTube. Effect. I've I've watched it a few, a few times on YouTube. You know, different ones, and man, it's just I love it. It's so good. Yeah. So
3: I've gotta watch
0: it. So you're, so is your favorite song the legacy? Uh. Or is that's it
3: hard on that album Lord of light of Benjamin Bre
0: oh yeah that's my favorite that's my current favorite
3: <laughs> I think that that would probably be my favorite but yeah it's close
0: yeah that that guitar riff when it kicks in that oh so good yeah
3: so very, very
0: good. yeah so obviously in the timeline here the final frontier is next yeah
3: we finally get to 2010 2010
0: yeah. the year you've been itching to get to here
3: <laughs> that, that's the album I've been listening to the most lately
0: okay okay
3: That'll- so that's that's why it's been on the brain.
0: I think that the final frontier is the most underrated of the albums from the 2000s oh definitely what do you yeah, it, what do you like on definitely. the final frontier what do you
3: probably in my top two I love when the wild wind blows and that one's a little controversial
0: it is it for is some
3: reason I don't know why a lot of people don't like that I love that from the very first couple notes you know the little
0: I love that I think that is so good.
3: I knew I would love it that's all it takes. I knew right from that point I would love it. yeah so that's one of my favorites I mean starblind Isle of avalon you you can't go wrong on the final frontier
0: it's a yeah it's an underrated album I mean to me the talisman is incredible yes love the, I like the, again the final three the man who would be king I love that I love the man who would be king as well um Mother of mercy. Is a really good war song. I love that song. Yeah, a lot of, I did a, I did a, I did an episode once where we were ranking track number three from ten different Iron Maiden albums, and Mother of Mercy just didn't get a lot of love, and it really surprised me. I, I, the more, because each time I talked to somebody, it, it almost got went higher in my rankings. I was like, man, Mother of Mercy is incredible.
3: I love everything on the Final Frontier. As I've been listening to that lately, a little bit every day. It's been, on, it's been on the brain the last couple months.
0: I'll say this because that was you know around the time I was kind of getting back into Maiden, and I remember hearing uh, the uh, Satellite fifteen the whole intro, and I remember turning it on, and it starts off with the you know we're with the bass and all that, and I remember going, you know, and listening to it, <laughs> and it's, and I remember thinking, w- w- what happened to these guys, man? <laughs> this this is not. This is not maiden. This is not the maiden I remember, and
3: no, it's different for them, but listening to the kind of music I've was been in, you know, yeah, it sounded perfect. I loved it it, but that put me off i it put me off to that album and,
0: and and eventually, I got you know back to it and and you know, I think a matter of life and death was a little more straightforward, you know, with different world and everything kicking in and yeah, but for me, when I heard that, I' remember thinking what what happened to these guys this that's the only <laughs> time I've really ever felt that way what uh, because this is really weird, you know, just the whole... And I don't even know if I made it through it. I think I just was like, eh, I just don't get there for me anymore. And I was trying, you know.
3: I, I loved it right from the start, yeah. But well, uh, I say, <clears throat> listening to a lot of progressive metal, you know, Yeah. and Tool, half of their stuff is that kind of thing.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, it's I've never...
3: like 15, you know.
0: I've never been able to get into Tool, so... I, I like a random song. Like, I like the... uh uh um uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's the one they played on the radio a little bit. I think it's called enema, enema, or something like that. You know You know, cause there's a cause there's the part where they have to edit out the F word about twenty-five times.
3: Prison sex? Are you thinking of prison sex? That's what I thought you
0: No, that's uh that was from their first. This is a... Dun- okay, that one played dun- dun- much on d- dun- dun- Well, they played it. They used to play it here on this one rock station, and of course they have to edit out, you know, a lot of it. But, but I, I kind of thought that was a pretty cool song, you know, because um, the core. I think the chorus was like da na na na, da na na na, da na na na. The only way to something is to something all the way, any in time, any day. Learn to swim, Uh something like that. That's That's I know. I know my friend James will be hearing me and probably cringing at my singing of it, and that I don't know what it's called or the words or anything. But uh, I did like that song. That was pretty cool. But yeah, they didn't do nothing much for me. My brother loved them, but
3: forty six and two, one of the great.
0: Yeah, that was the one.
3: Metal songs of all time. Yeah, that's on the same album.
0: I remember that. I do remember of that one. Uh, Let's see here. So the next album that they put out, which is currently, you know, at least for how many a weeks from from the day of release of this episode, it's only going to be 10 days. Still oh, the, wow. new, the new album, the newest album, because the day this is going to come out in 10 days after that, we'll be having a new Iron Maiden album. So amazing. Yeah. So Book of Souls, the one that your friend told you about, asked you about, told yeah. you, let's do. You you make it to Book of Souls whenever you make it there, and in this time frame that you're listening to all of this stuff and discovering it all, what do you think of Book of Souls?
3: Yeah, like I had these four albums basically dropped in my lap. Yeah, at the same time, right around. So that that's pretty amazing.
0: That's you a know? lot. That's a lot to digest.
3: And it's a lot to t- and I'm still taking it in. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, I love Book of Souls. I mean, the red and the black immediately stood out. Okay. Again, one of my all time favorites. Just classic, epic maiden okay um but yeah from right right from the start if attorney should fail that's that's the first song right
0: yeah yeah that's
3: oh yeah No blew me away and of course empire of the clouds i've listened to that probably a hundred times wow you know the length the length doesn't bother me at all sure you know again when i first heard it i was like oh god how did i not know about this when it first came out that's my kind of music right i love long epics with lots of changes and about, you know, and and about historical subject matter. You know, that's been my kind of music all of my adult life. Yeah, yeah. Prog metal. So I probably listened to uh, Empire of the Clouds a hundred times.
0: So is that your favorite song from the album?
3: Uh, Rhea in the Black would probably be my favorite.
0: Okay, okay.
3: And then Empire of the Clouds.
0: Yeah. So, so, okay, so this is going to lead into my next question, which is actually kind of my last question. Uh, and there's it's probably, actually, that's about a two or three part question, the next one. So for okay. me, Book of Souls was the first Iron Maiden album that I knew was coming out as a fan again. You know, because Final Frontier was 10. I wasn't anticipating the Final Frontier. But Book right. of Souls, I knew the release date. I knew it was coming out. I was there with the anticipation. Um I did not listen to uh, "Speed of Light" when they put it out. I bought the single so I could get a T-shirt, but I did not listen to it because I wanted to listen to it in its yeah. uh, true environment. I uh, heard
3: you say that about the new album.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so, so with that, we're going into a new Maiden album. You know, we just got announced in the last month. Hey, there's a new Maiden album coming out. They did the whole Belshazzar's Feast and the build up, and I re- I was. Right there waiting. Because I thought it was going to be an announcement of an album. I didn't realize they were going to play the song. Um, no, I didn't either. They played the song. That's the only time I've listened to it. I still haven't listened to it anymore. I, I was there. I was waiting for an announcement after the song. I was waiting for something.
3: I did, I, I did think there would be some kind of announcement. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's why. And, and, and if I knew that all they were going to do was play a song. I might not, I might've avoided it, but, but I, but I heard it. I heard it once. That's okay with me. I mean, I'm not going to, it doesn't ruin it for me because I've only listened once.
3: Right.
0: But from the day this, you know, as of today, it's August 15th. So we've still got, uh, what, 16, about 20 days. But, um, from the day this, this episode comes out, there's 10 days to the release of this new episode. How has being a fan now, and getting to anticipate the new album and all that. How does all that feel? What's your thoughts on all of that?
3: Yeah, that's great. I mean, I say that's, that's amazing because now I've been back into them for what, over a year, year and a half? Yeah. Yeah. And and just, and just it's been made nonstop. Some made in every part of every day. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, yeah, it's just amazing. Now I've got, and now I'll finally, I hope, although that's, you know, that's another thing. See them on tour, maybe. Hopefully, finally.
0: so hopefully, they're back here in the it, states. Yeah,
3: but that's the other thing with the virus and the fact that they're still doing this legacy tour. You know, I would love, which was fine. You know, I'll go to that.
0: <laughs> hey, it's a good show, I can tell you that.
3: I'm sure it is. Yeah, uh, so it's an amazing to now be back into them and a new album coming out. Yeah, it's fun to be looking forward to.
0: It's cool, man, because you uh, made. I've had this conversation with people and I'm like, you know, because, you know, a lot of people are listening to the new song. Have you? Okay, well, let's stop. What do you think of the new song?
3: Yeah, I played the new song probably 15 times. I love the new song. Okay, Again, different influences as soon as, you know, somewhat folk. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot of people said country. I didn't hear country. (laughs) Yeah, I think, again, because I listen to so much Prague, you know, there's a lot of folk. influence you know so yeah that's what i thought of and then i then i heard uh i think adrian did come out yesterday on youtube
0: yeah Uh, there was something where he didn't he was talking about the album someone sent that to me and i just replied back and i said nope i don't want to hear nothing or read nothing or nothing
3: (laughs) oh yeah i listened to that straight away and uh yeah he mentioned it's more folk influences english folk yeah you know and i've heard so much of that in the music i listen to so that's what I thought immediately and loved it right from right from the start. So, yeah, I've probably played it 15, 20 times so far.
0: Yeah. And I and I know that's what a lot of people are doing. And, and I think I've I've kind of started influencing some people because I've had some I've seen a couple people say, hey, I'm going to try to just hold out and not take in too much more of this. Because I, what I say is, you know, hopefully not, but this could be the very last time that we ever mm-hmm. say, hey, you know, there's a new Maiden album coming out in 20 days. I mean, we're in the year 2021, and we are waiting for a brand new Iron Maiden album, which I never would have even thought about that back in '88. But you know, to think—that's true—that th- <laughs> 33, 34 years later, that that never would have imagined. Yeah, and 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 really, even after Book of Souls, I mean, you know, there was, you know, if you you listen to enough Talking Maiden, you know that th- they probably recorded something in and uh, in, in 19, which we, you know, which right. all which all ended up being true. But who knows if and you know maybe I kind of wonder if there's not something recorded right now that they recorded during this whole shutdown.
3: Possible, yeah.
0: You know, but ultimately the time frame. I'm like, I I just want to savor it, and I don't want to spoil anything. You know, there was a thing that came out where they where it was Steve and Bruce, I think, talking about the recording of the new album and all this stuff, and I'm just like, sure, I'd like to hear that, but I'm not gonna. I'm just, I'm just want to kind. I'm just at this point, I'm just completely abstaining. And someone, someone told me, they said, man, you're really, uh, you're really, you're really strong. Or I can't remember the word he said. Willpower. Yeah. Willpower. You have a lot of willpower. And I was just, I,
3: have that. I don't have that willpower.
0: Yeah, I just said, I, I said, well, what it is is I'm stubborn. I'm just a very, I'm a stubborn, like I'm, I'm as stubborn as a mule. You know, <laughs> I just, I said, and well, I, I made the decision and I, you know, I did the same thing for the Legacy Tour. I, I got off all the social media because I was like, I want the tour. I want to go to the show, and I want them to play songs that I don't expect. Because when I went yeah, to the, when I I went to the Book of Souls tour, I knew every song in order that was going to be played, and it, and it kind of ruins it because you're like, okay, next they're going to play. Right. You know, so, but you know what? I hope, I hope that you do get to go see the band. I, I hope that they come back to the States and get back. You know, because yes. right now Bruce has been diagnosed with COVID. I don't know if you've heard that.
3: I did hear that, but
0: yeah. you know, and but so, and vaccinated what,
3: apparently. So yeah, he,
0: well, he was vaccinated. They say, right. but the symptoms are, they're saying that I've read are, are mild. So hopefully, you know, cause that scared me when I first heard it, I thought, man, just imagine if he survived cancer and then got taken out now. Oh,
3: that's what I was thinking. Cause he had, he had cancer and other health problems, you know, yeah, it's, would it be harder for him to fight it? But it sounds like it's still mild. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, I was just like, God, imagine if something
3: happened to him before the album came out, and then, oh my gosh, I just... But I mean, it's possible I'll never see him live, but I hate to think that. I don't think so. Just the staying power they have this long. Yeah, I think they've got another five years anyway.
0: I think as long as things get back to some kind of normal, then we will see him again. I, I think, you know, unless something happens... That compromises the band live where they yeah. just say, look, if we go out and play live now, Bruce had a really significant loss in his vocals and we're not willing to go out and and let that people be the last let that be the last impression that people have.
3: Right. When, when they're not up to exactly their standard of what they've always been. Yeah. Right.
0: So, if you know, and hopefully, like I said, I, I want to see him one more time. I've been able to take both of my children and. And uh, I would love to take my daughter one more time. You know, she's, she would be willing. So, um, so I just
3: want to see him once. That's all I ask.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, I've talked,
3: I think it'll happen. I feel like it'll happen. But. I
0: think so. I think, I think we're going to get one more round of it and, um, you know, hopefully so. But well, man, um, hey,
3: you, know, you know, there was, uh, an, an article came out this past week, a track by track review even.
0: Yes. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, I just was like, there's no way I'm going to listen to that. I mean, I
3: don't want to I jump right to that even. I couldn't resist.
0: Yeah, see for me, if if Iron Maiden sent me the album and said, "Hey, we're going w- we we will send you the new album in advance right. if you will do a review on, you know, if you will do a track by track review." Sure. But I'm not going to well, listen yeah. I'm like I'm not listening to somebody else's track by track review. I said, "Look, <laughs> I'll do my own track by track review in my, you know, when I listen to it." But I said, right. "I don't want to hear you know these guys at these metal metal wire or metal sludge or whoever.
3: Oh, I know. They're not
0: necessarily the biggest Iron Maiden fans. They just have a bigger platform, and they're gonna right. and they got access to it before someone who's a huge Maiden fan like me, or someone like Nesbitt or someone that just is diehard Maiden. And
3: you know, I, oh yeah, that I wouldn't let it influence me. That's for yeah, sure. I wouldn't let it. But it did. It just sparked my interest even more, though.
0: Uh, see, see, you can you
3: can tell you you've read the uh, the song tracks, the upcoming tracks. I've seen
0: a yeah, I've seen the list and all that. Yeah.
3: So that's not really giving any, anything away, but yeah. So I mean, I know I'm gonna love it because it's just more epic, proggy ma- uh, maiden on the way. I know I'm gonna love it. Well, see,
0: I saw comments that said. You know, I saw a few of the comments where they said that they were kind of talking about something about certain songs. And they said, well, they're kind of blah, blah, blah. I I won't say it. But as soon as I read that, I'm like, I'm not reading that crap. I I don't even I probably won't even read it once I listen to the album. I mean, I'm just like, hey, yeah, I want to hear the album as fresh as I can, as as un um, tampered with as I can. And, you know, I don't. I don't know why. Maiden's probably the only band I do that with at this point. But, um, you know, because... because because uh, well, like
3: you said, it's something special. It, I mean, we we know we're closer to the end.
0: Very much, than, yeah.
3: And even the middle of Maiden. Yeah. And I think that's the final thing I would say about Maiden is just how incredible it is that the quality of work they're still putting out. Yes. Compared to any other band I loved in the 80s, 70s or 80s. Absolutely. There, there's nobody else doing anything like that where the quality to me is just as good as the classic material.
0: Absolutely. I don't, I don't
3: have another band like that. That's the only one I know of.
0: And the fact that they're still putting out music that's new, this, they're still, you know, they're evolving. I mean, even as older guys, they're still evolving a bit on their music. And yes. I think that's awesome because so many bands are, like a band like Kiss. They've been a nostalgic band for oh, yeah. since the yeah. mid 90s now. You know, oh, yeah. 26, 27 years. And Maiden, even like
3: Black Sabbath did what they did with 13. Yeah. 13 yeah. Album. And I was really looking forward to it, sort of, although I figured I'd be disappointed. And I was. Yeah. It was just trying to rehash the 70s. What a shame yeah. from such a brilliant band. Just leave it alone. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that's what you're going to do, leave it. And anyway, the, although I had, although I owe me with Dio with heaven and hell, they did brilliant work right up until Dio died. Okay. I wish Dio had lived because they would still, I think be playing.
0: Yeah. That's what it sounds yeah. like. Um, you know, yeah. I guess, you know, Maiden does the tours. They do nostalgic tours over the last 20 years. They've done a, an album tour, a nostalgic tour, an album nostalgic. And they, and I love that because they tour an album like, if they tour the new album, you're going to hear five new songs live. And I think that's great because oh, yeah. that says a lot. And either way, either yeah. way, man, we're, I'm looking forward to it. I know you are. Um, once yes. once again, man, I, I definitely want to thank you for taking the time because I know we've been on the phone for a long time right now. My
3: um, pleasure. Well, my pleasure. And my pleasure. Every time I get to talk about Maiden, like I said, I have no great friends who are into Maiden.
0: Yeah, yeah. So...
3: That's why I love your podcast and Talking Maiden.
0: Well, and I'm glad you're a part of the, you know, that you're on Twitter and you're a part of that because I really wanted to create a certain kind of a a little family of people and not everybody gets in it. A lot of people follow, but they just kind of are there. And so sometimes I don't know who anybody is. And when people come along and they get a little more involved and they post and they start interacting with other people, I love that. And, and, that's how I kind of get to figure out who people are. And I like that. So I, I'm glad you're there too, because the more the merrier, you know, it's, it's cool. And it's cool to be able to uh, just chat with random people and, I know. and feel like you're having yeah, a real conversation too. Yep. So
3: oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a blast.
0: Absolutely, man. So with that, I will bid you adieu and say cheers.
3: Cheers to you,
0: sir. Uh, Thank you.
3: Yes, sir. I accuse you. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed hearing Kevin's story. He was a lot of fun to talk to. And as I told him, and I tell everybody else, it does not matter what your story includes. If you had a cross-continental move, like Andrew did in his story. If you saw Steve at a soccer game. If you hung out with the band, whatever the case may be. All of the stories are interesting to hear. So please send your story in to Iron Maiden Podcast at gmail.com if you feel so inclined, and we will get you on the show in due time. So, on behalf of myself, on behalf of Kevin, on behalf of Lord Andrew,
1: may I just interrupt a moment?
0: Yeah, 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 what you uh, yeah. got?
1: Yeah. Well, I just want to share a little, uh, a little something with you. There may be, there may be something, a little special next week. Just putting that out there. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything anyway, else? Anyway, from Iron Maiden, from Eddie, and from the boys.
2: You must always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. (whistles) Just before
3: you draw your terminal breath.